0: Welcome in to Night Moves HDQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Apostle Michael, sitting here in the lab with you on the first completed week of January. What a weekend it is for us here in the Midwest, freezing rain on top of some snow, and then the Arctic's going to set in for the next couple of days. I hope you are well where you're at listening, and welcome into the lab with me, the extended version of the radio show, where I deconstruct the scriptures and give a testimony and share my witness of the experiences of life lived and life living in this kingdom, this blessed kingdom, mind you, in this generation, in the middle of what we are all experiencing. And to whatever levels you are experiencing we're going to keep continuing into spiritual maintenance tonight, and before I continue onward in spiritual maintenance, I wanted just to touch upon. Um, I had a a meeting earlier today, and I'm troubled at troubled and challenged uh, with regard to so many ministers, servants of God who find themselves in a ministry gift, an office, a rank, according to the commission gifts of Jesus, and I'll just get right to it. Um, how many hold multiple ministry gifts? Is beyond me. And it's out of order. I was going to say it's kind of foolish, but at the end of the day, I believe it's it's just out of order. I'm I'm sitting here, you know, I think of as many apostles who are pastors and prophets who are pastors and um, evangelists who are pastors and bishops who are apostles and bishops who are pastors. There's so much confusion when you do that. Truly so much confusion. And biblically, it's not even correct. As I look into the scriptures, and I'm looking at, see, these commission gifts I hold in esteem. And as an apostle, one commissioned by our Lord and Savior. And yes, they are attributes, characteristics, especially afforded to this elect commission. You know, one must have seen Christ and or see the glory of Abba, Father. And yes, that happens in this day. One must carry a kingdom blueprint. That's two. Three, one must be a mentor to sons and or daughters. And lastly, has ministries and or assemblies that he is overseeing and or establishing. I had to catch my train of thought there. But that's just for the office of the apostleship or the apostolic. And I will do um, a breakdown of these awesome honorable commission gifts in a future podcast Um Hopefully coming up in the next month, I might do a breakdown of the, the gifts and the anointings of different calls from Jesus, the different calls from Abba Father, and the, the gifts of ministry by the Holy Spirit. Um just upon to just press upon how much confusion that many ministers are, are are causing when you're um what's the best word? When you're functioning illegally in multiple commission gifts when the scriptures break down what Jesus does in Ephesians to the church of Ephesus, the apostolic church, who breaks out by Apostle Paul. This is what is written regarding these commission gifts. In 4, chapter, uh, verse 11, and Jesus himself gave some, keyword is some, gave some apostles, and some as prophets, and some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. And then he goes in for the purpose of equipping the saints for the work of serving, ministry, and for the building up of the body of Christ, Until we all reach the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, Jesus, to a mature man, to a measure of maturity of Christ. So that we no longer are infants tossed away by waves and carried about by every kind of wind of doctrine, by trickery of people, comma, by craftiness with reference to the scheming of lies. I want to go back up to the top of that, and Christ Himself gave some as apostles. And yes, apostles are beneficial in the ecclesia today, period. All the gifts, all the commission gifts of Jesus Christ are for the ecclesia today when you study these scriptures. But my my problem, my challenge is the amount of ministers who are dual commission gifts. And even in the military, you don't have sergeants who are corporals. You don't have corporals who are lieutenants. You don't have four-star generals who function as three-star generals. You see what I'm getting at? But yet, in the church of God, especially rel- relating to these gifts of Christ Jesus that he commissioned, these, these the gifts is the charismata, the charis, the commissioning servant gifts that Christ commissioned some but for some crazy reason, there are percentages of ministers who believe that they hold multiple commissions. And even, you know, when, when you study this and, and deconstruct this, you don't read in the letters Paul referring to himself as apostle and prophet. If anything, he's a son and the least of these apostles. You don't see Peter in his short epistles referring to himself as apostle and deacon, prophet and apostle. Do you see what I'm getting at? So there's this, there is this thing about religiousness, this religion, this religious Christianity, where for some unknown purpose, there's this crossover that those who have been ordained by churches can function in duality in Christ's commission gifts. And that is strictly out of order. And it is Almost dishonoring the commission gifts that Christ ordains and sanctioned, and there are for today, and the challenge is for those who say it isn't to study the scriptures outside of their religious paradigms and their religious doctrines. So I wanted to start the program, uh, program off by just sharing the. Level of uh, what's the best word? Out of order that some of these ministers, servants are placing themselves in, but not only the level of of disorder, the confusion that you put upon those you are serving, and yet at the same time, not only the confusion. But you don't allow when you do things like that, you don't allow others to step into their identity because you are the pastor, albeit you're supposed to be the apostle. You're the bishop and you're the apostle. You're the apostle of the church. You're the pastor of the church. And no one can teach or say a word edgewise unless it comes through you. That is so, that is like nowhere in scripture in the old covenant, nowhere in scripture in the new covenant. You don't see Paul treating Timothy that way. You don't see Paul treating any of his contemporaries the way you see denominations acting. Now, in the kingdom, you will you should not ought not be finding this level of high high, high level of confusion in the servanthood gifts. Like for myself, when people address me as pastor, no, I'm not the pastor to New Millennium Faith Church. I'm the apostle over the church and there are pastors, evangelists prophets and teachers that are supplied to the church you see where I'm going with this so there's distinctions in the kingdom but yet at the same time when we are commissioned by Christ Jesus into these blessed honorable gifts we don't hold five ranks. We don't hold two ranks. It's it's the same as if what I explained earlier with the ranks of the brass in the military. Now, we can function in the other gifts, but your commission, your ordination, your affirmation is your office by which you primarily function and purpose through. Well, all these ministers holding multiple commissions um, is, to me, tragic, and at the same time, it keeps the body in bondage to serving the man or the woman of god because they are the archbishop and pastor um you, you see what i'm getting at they are the prophet and the pastor i didn't the last time i checked prophets don't pastor prophets don't evangelize they are the eyes and ears of our father their function is to stay at the throne separate so that they can attend to the words of father receive what he is doing so that they can articulate or bring forth the revelation. So I, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go into a, a massive teaching, understanding, breaking down those blessed, honorable commission gifts and the anoint, the powers that go with them. There's powers that connect with those minister, ministering gifts. So at some point I've, I've, I deconstruct those and I look forward to you joining. And I didn't mean to get off on a tangent there, but it has been so, it's just permeating my brain when I have these conversations and I had to sit there and, add, and address one. Um, you know, how do, I, how do I recognize you if you're carrying three offices? You know, when I was, in the military, I was an officer. I wasn't a master sergeant, um, second sergeant. Um, I was an officer. I wasn't a lieutenant and an officer. I was an officer, first class. In the police department, I was a patrolman. I wasn't a patrolman and detective. I wasn't a patrolman and sergeant. I wasn't a, a, a patrolman and master sergeant or, or a lieutenant or a patrolman and corporal, I was a patrolman. So we have to literally break off of these religious doctrines and dogmas that are permeating servants. You know, be who Christ commissioned you, be who affirmed you, be who the kingdom ordained you, and if you are ordained by a church, then be in that function, work that function, work, work that that gift, serve that gift, be who you're supposed to be as it represents Christ Jesus and the kingdom of Abba, Abba Father, but I don't understand where we have gotten this deal. Where maybe it's power, a show of power, um, but it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, a chancellor is the chancellor of a university. A chancellor is not the dean. The chancellor is not the the professor or the assistant professor. A chancellor is the chancellor, and he operates and functions. In that position, but in the in this church, this religious church, it's it's just out of order. So I'll address that in a upcoming episode here in the lab, and I look forward to breaking that down. And if you have any questions, I forgot to mention this: send over an email to nightmoods at hd night moods hdq at gmail.com. And if you want to send an anonymous email, you can do that too. If you have a question regarding tonight's podcast, then definitely you can send over an email and I'll get back to you on that and maybe have you on the show and a future episode here, on night moods inside the lab here. But I want to talk to you about spiritual maintenance and how imperative, how vital, how important you addressing your spiritual maintenance is. And we had a discussion, we just finished up seven nights of intentionality, ushering in 2022, transitioning into 5782 of Father's Hebrew calendar, and the conversation was awesome because the realization that spiritual maintenance should operate or be entered into more than once a year or two times a year. I mean, heck, we do vehicle maintenance every three months. Um, We do economic maintenance with our bank accounts, if not daily, but monthly, to reconcile accounts, right? But how much more vital is your spirituality when you consider the example that Christ Jesus laid out with his followers, with his disciples, and yet he went away in times and at times, to be with Heavenly Father and to to build a relationship, to have conversation, to receive instruction, to recheck the blueprint that he was given, the assignment that he was given. He did all that addressing Abba Father through his maintenance. And Like I said, this is probably something that brothers and sisters need to enter into more frequent than you do. Again, not just doing it at the beginning of the year, and it was an awesome conversation that we had. And I wanted to address maintenance. Maintenance is the action or activity of keeping property or equipment in good condition by making repairs, correcting problems. And it's the act of maintaining, sustaining, supporting. And so spiritually has everything to do with your natural senses. It's the realm of the spirit where your natural senses cannot enter. So your spiritual eyes, your spiritual ears, your senses, how you taste differently in the realm of the spirit, the purity of the taste, the touch, the tangibles, the manifestations of the realm of the spirit that manifest in front of us, and the the tangibles, the supernatural tangibles, the relationships, and how we communicate, um, worship, praise. And that consecration, which is important because consecration has everything to do with spiritual maintenance. And inside consecration, you have an effective working of sanctification. You have fasting. You have maturing. You have a and a with Abba Father, Q&A with the Holy Spirit. It's intentional with the makeup of study, of reading, of shutting everything else down around you so that you can be laser-focused spiritually. And what happens when you don't address or maintain your spirituality. When you leave yourself open to the enemy on a greater level, you don't address your spiritual armament as it pertains to Ephesians chapter 6. You are in a position to stumble frequently making more Choices that don't benefit yourself, causing you to err greatly at increased frequencies. So, the spiritual maintenance, as we tackled this Friday night and Thursday night, was just phenomenal. But the assumption is that everyone understands spiritual maintenance, including in the ecclesia. But if you don't, well, if, if you have not made the opportunity in your discipleship to step away and step out of life and to draw down into your rest, to seek the Father, to learn better how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit, then you will, you'll miss out on the cues. And the unctions of the presence of the kingdom, and those are critical misses, especially when we're talking about the externals like these plagues, uh, Omicron, and, and um, all of the unjust injustices that are are spouting up like volcanoes and. Um, nations rising up against nations and governments restricting upon its nations and not only just that, but the corruptions and all that. but so man, how important is spiritual maintenance? Let's look at the scriptures and so we can get get a better understanding because the if you don't do the spiritual maintenance for yourself and always have to rely on a pastor or a minister, to either serve you, to encourage you, to maintain spirituality, to maintain your faith, which is a part of your spirituality, which maintains your belief, which maintains your trust, which maintains your loyalty, then you're going to continue to fail and make insurmountable errors. So let's see what Jesus has to say about this, about spiritual maintenance. I'm looking at... Uh, what am I looking at? I'm looking at Matthew. Well, let's look at John first. Spiritual maintenance hinders the heart. It hinders the heart for a myriad of reasons. It, it Spiritual maintenance can... Uh, can open up health conditions because gates are open to one who is seeking to kill, steal, and destroy. What is he looking to kill, steal, and destroy? The light, the followers of Jesus Christ to destroy the vessel, to destroy the faith. If he can destroy the heart because he knows he has an opportunity, he has. Uh, he has the means only to attack and possess the mind, but the goal for the enemy is to destroy the heart, where the Holy Spirit is. That's his goal, and he does that by manipulation and mindsets and mentality. He can only he can only possess the heart. I mean, possess the mind. Excuse me. He can't possess the heart. When he possesses the heart, the person is done for. They, they serve him. But the spiritual maintenance, looking at John 14, I want, to, I want to look at here. I'm just picking out some scriptures to help you to unpack and deconstruct better for yourself. But Jesus speaks in 14, of John, do not let your hearts be troubled. Okay. You believe in God, also believe in me. When your heart is troubled, emotionally, spiritually, what that does it 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 causes a schism, where nutrients and blood has, you know, can clog the arteries physically. Um, hardening of the arteries, it it can cause the heart to pump faster. But spiritually speaking, when the heart is troubled, it it causes hope to be deferred. And it begins to feel as though the power of the Holy Spirit is no longer in you. you. It begins to feel as though it is the void, the, the space increases where the space is full of the Holy Spirit. So the trouble has everything to do with the lack of maintenance. The Tarasso in Greek being disturbed. And if your heart is being disturbed, it shows there is a lack of maintenance, a lack of spiritual maintenance. You're, you're not in the action or the activity of keeping the heart in good condition by worship, by praise, by measuring the, the words that come out of your mouth, by living in, Jesus' joy, when you receive His joy that f- that fills your joy, that's complete. Um, love, when you are not showing the action of love, this is disturbing the heart. Um, so you see where in keeping repairs and knowing when the repairs need to be done spiritually. And when the heart is disturbed, it shows there is a lack of spiritual maintenance. Let's look at another area of spiritual maintenance has everything to do with burdens. Burdens grow when we don't take care of our, our heart. When we don't take care of our spirituality when we don't maintain then we become carrying burdens burdens become shackles shackles become bondages bondages become a form of prison and you just can't get out of the shackles you can't get out of the prisons but i want you to pay attention to what jesus says in matthew 28 i want want this to hit with you and I'll deconstruct this better to bring a greater level of understanding to spiritual maintenance and what he has to say. See, when we're doing spiritual maintenance, we are making trades. And the maintenance happens like a pit stop. And think of any type of...